Welcome back to the Total Focus Podcast. I'm your host, Paul. Our sponsor of the week is Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions. No matter if you need photos or videos, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions is the team to get the job done. If you need a photo for a pageant, or if you need a special event, or you have a special someone, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions is the team to get the photos done. If you need a wedding videography, a commercial, or some edits for a video, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions is the team to get the videos done. So no matter if you're talking about photos or videos, consider Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions for your next photo or video project. Our special guest this week is Chloe Burkett. She is the current Ms. Louisiana Collegiate 2021. She talks about her pageant experience along with all the steps that have gone into it. Cheerleading, festivals, teen, Ms., and then eventually joining the armed forces. So I hope you guys sit back, relax, and really just take in this lovely experience. She even gives some advice at the end on what you should do to really be a great pageant contestant. So stay tuned. And welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much. I'm very excited to be here. Ah, it's always excited to talk about the collegiate pageant. And it's always interesting to speak to some of my southern states uh, pageant contestants. So, Chloe, I'm really excited to talk about the collegiate pageant as well as um, your state. So um, this is a really exciting treat, personally myself, being a northerner. So we've got to learn all about the south. And uh, I love the the <laughs> collegiate pageant, which I think mm-hmm. is just a great way to um, incorporate pageants, you know, um, incorporate education, which I think is such a strong focal point. And uh, right. in your pageant, it's the center, the centerpiece of how the whole system works. So. Exactly. Yeah. The collegiate pageant is something very new to me. I've been competing for a hot little minute now and it's just something that I get to get my feet wet before I retire. Are are you are you at this point where you you think you're ready to retire? I think so. Um I've been competing for 13 plus years and I have achieved some of the biggest goals in pageants that one can achieve without being, you know, Miss America, Miss USA or Miss Universe. And I've held state titles um, and I've been able to travel with all of the organizations that I've competed in. So I'm very, very lucky and very blessed, but I think it's time for my life and my career to move on. Well, we, this sounds like a awesome uh, tour, a story that you're going to have uh, to tell mm-hmm. us today. So as I start every podcast, how did you get into uh, pageantry? Did you do any kind of athletics in school that helped you along the way? Or was it something that you got a, a mailer in the, at the home and that's how you got into it? So my mom actually competed when she was younger and even after she had uh, my two older siblings and I, and she really paved the way for me to start competing in pageants. She noticed that when I was about nine, 10 years old, I was a little too tomboy for her liking. And I would play in the dirt and do all the the Southern things like fishing and go out in the river and the creeks and just get my hands dirty and spend all my time outside. And I was also an athlete too. So she really wanted me to embrace my more feminine side and compete in a local festival pageant. I had no clue what I was doing. She had no clue what she was doing. And um, the the competitions that she used to compete in were in North Mississippi. So each state varies on their style for pageants. But this one was something that I was completely out of my element for. And I knew that if I was to compete, that I was just going to put all my eggs in that basket and try. And ever since then, I've been hooked. So I'm, I'm very thankful to have been competing in pageants this long and I'm kind of glad that she pushed me to do it now does your mom have any past titles should we give her a shout out 
She does. Um, the most recent one was when I was maybe a year old and she was Mrs. Louisiana. I forget the title exactly, but she went to compete at nationals in Hawaii in 1998, 1999. So it's been almost 23 years and she still holds that title pretty firmly so I'm, I'm glad that she got to compete and actually she's about to start competing again so she's been training and she's been kind of following in my footsteps for preparing for her competition well that's really awesome so she on top of just being um a pageant uh competitor she's also winning too so mm -hmm. does that put pressure on you to have a legacy because, you know, did you feel when you were starting that that your mom already had success, so you had to make sure that you did well? Or was that not necessarily in the background that you had this name behind you? Not really. She always pushed me to be the best that I could, and she never forced me to stay with pageants, but she always encouraged them. Um, even though she had done well in the past, she knows that, I am all in or not in at all. And she knew that if I was actually invested in it, that I would not really need any guidance from her, but just to take my own will and run with it. So she was excited that I got pretty invested. And now she's even more excited that nationals are right around the corner. Well, yeah, especially now that you're going to, is your system going to be all in person too? It is. Uh, we are very, very thankful that all of our phases of competition are mask-free and we're allowed to mingle with all the girls and even all of the administration for the organization. So it's it's going to be very much, I guess, quote-unquote normal again. And for the last couple of years, it's been in Little Rock or Arkansas. Is that is that right? That's or? that's correct. It's oh. in Arkansas. It's in the city of Little Rock, okay. and this is my first time ever going to Arkansas. So it'll be a nice little journey for me. Um, what I've dri driven through, it seems like a very simple, small, beautiful little town. So I'm sure you're gonna have a lot, a lot of fun. I watched the um the video presentation on Facebook last year, and it looked like a beautiful. Mm -hmm town so i'm sure you guys are gonna have lots of fun so oh yeah it's very much a small historical town i've done a little bit of research on it and i know that the six and a half hour drive that i have to make next friday will be pretty long but it'll have some nice view well that's well thank you for making time for us um oh, i, I no didn't problem. know that your i didn't know your national competition was i feel so bad for taking your most valuable time before <laughs> seriously like um thank you so much um oh yeah i promise I, this is the most laid back i've ever been a week out so i actually am glad that i have something to kind of take a break from preparation oh oh well i'm thankful that you feel that you know you you can just be your yourself then so that that's a good thing the most important thing is always to be yourself you know oh, absolutely <laughs> i think my most successful clients um do their best when they feel there's no pressure on them and they they know they can just um they know their stuff and they can excel without having to like um please someone else you know they can be the, exactly truly who they are so so i've been doing this long enough to know that <laughs> no i know uh it's um it's after you you find that zen spot it's like it's such a relief do, do you feel that way do you feel it i do um i actually competed in a usa state competition back in january before i won miss louisiana collegiate and i was like you know what if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I have no control over what the judges want. I know that I'm presenting a package that I've never brought to the table before. And I'm proud of it in every way, shape, and form. But I'm just going to do me and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. And if they like it, they like it. <laughs> well, I haven't seen you perform on stage. so I don't know what your stage presence is, but... Um, from a photo perspective as a photographer, uh, you should win photogenic. You, you, <laughs> you do a really great photo. So thank that, you. Um, you know, if you don't pursue that, it would definitely be, um, 
like it, it's it would be sad because I think you'd be leaving money on the table. But everyone has their own journey and path as well. So, um, let's go back to the beginning. So your mom, okay, your mom is concerned about you being a tomboy. Now yes. in the South, is is that a negative connotation or is that just a personal mother opinion that? Because some like in, the, I would say in the Northeast, tomboys are considered to be like, like it's like a middle ground. Is that a negative connotation in the South or no? I wouldn't think so. I grew up like working on cars and going hunting and fishing. It's just kind of how I was raised and it's different for every person that's from the South. And it really just depends on the city that you're raised in because say you're raised in the actual city, you're going to be completely different than someone who lives 15 miles outside of the city, outside of the suburbs. And, um, I grew up kind of on the line of the city and the suburbs, but also growing up hunting and fishing, like I said. So I kind of got the best of all of the worlds when it came to that, but tomboys, I guess, aren't really a bad thing, but it really just depends on who you talk to. Hey, if, if, if you can change your own tire and change your own oil, it's not a bad thing, you know? Um, oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, so you do this, uh, festival pageant Mm -hmm. just for our audience that, um, is, are, are listening to you and they want to do the collegiate pageant or they're, they're looking up to you. Mm-hmm. Is there, what's the big difference with it? Is it just because it's a one day competition or is it just because it's more centered around that, that event? Is, is that the difference? So Louisiana has some of the most vibrant festivals out of any state or really any part of the world that you can go to. There are hundreds, if not thousands of them just in the state alone. And they range from the orange festival, the, the, bunny festival, the alligator festival, even the jambalaya festival. And they literally are festivals for basically every part of Louisiana history. And what it is, it's a representation, not only for that community, but also for something specific. So like I said, um, the history of jambalaya in Louisiana has gone back hundreds of years and they wanted to put a community with that and have a physical representation for the community and the history of Jambalaya. And they, the the competitions are, are very much family-based. So a lot of the girls that compete grow up in the area, have grown up with family that have been a part of the festival administration. And they also go back hundreds of years of family lines that are connected to each festival. So I actually have been able to compete in several different festivals. And when I was 12 or 13, I was a preteen queen for the Sicilian Heritage Festival. And I got to learn about the Italian community here in Louisiana. So that was really cool. And it gives you a little bit of insight of all the different cultures in the melting pot of Louisiana. Now, do they incorporate any type of skill-based, if it's uh, the Jabalaya um, mm-hmm. competition are they asking you to make um some <laughs> jambalaya to like see if you're the really skilled um cooker or, or, or no, <laughs> no, is, that, no, is, no. That, is that too so, crazy no that's actually they have uh different cook-offs and stuff to mm-hmm. help fundraise for each festival but um with the queens it's very traditional pageantry it's so it interview t- and evening gown and maybe on stage question but really they're looking for the girl that's the best representative for the community. And that's why normally it's family members and people that have had family there for generations. Okay. So the, the rules are basically the same, but Mm -hmm. it's a much smaller field. And unless you really know the, the judges, like uh, other people, you're probably not going to win because it's basically, you're supposed to represent like, a small community of like exactly. a thousand people. Okay. Yeah. But would you say it's a good practice pageant before then jumping in and doing um, collegiate or USA or galaxy? Or is it I not would a good say um, any kind of 
competition is great practice. Like I used after the fact, uh, Miss Louisiana USA as practice for Miss Louisiana Collegiate America. And it was just an opportunity for me to get on stage, get in front of judges. I didn't really think of it as a means of winning or losing. It was just whatever happens, happens. And that's how I see every competition. And I don't compete that much. Even I didn't even compete that much when I was a teen or getting into the Miss division. But I knew that if I was going to get on stage, I would go into every competition with the mindset of see what happens. And if you win, great. If you don't, it's another day, another competition in the books. You know, you have to run those numbers just like anything else that you would do as an athlete or really anything else. And I would say for whoever's going to go out there, just get on stage. If you've never competed before, go find a local pageant. doesn't have to be big. Get out there, get your feet wet, and just soak in the experience because that's what matters most. So, Chloe, after you did this first one, what was your mm-hmm. next step? Were you doing a teen pageant at that point? I was still a preteen at that point, and really I wanted to see what different systems were out there. I had never really known about them. I know pageants at that point were pretty big in Louisiana in terms of like USA and America. And I had known a few people that have gone on to win Miss Louisiana USA or even Miss Louisiana America. So I really just wanted to go and experience them as a spectator. So I kind of knew what it was like on the outside looking in. But um, at that point, I was probably 13 years old and I decided to do the fantasy camp um, kind of events that preteens would do for the USA system. And I won Miss Congeniality for the fantasy camp that year. It, wow. Thank you. Um, and I got to go and actually watch my best friend at the time get crowned Miss Louisiana Teen USA and my sister queen get crowned Miss Louisiana USA that year. So I had a ball. It was so much fun. And I was like, you know what, mom, I'm going to do it next year. I'm going to be a teen contestant. And if you look back at 2013, 2014, it was a hot mess, but I'm glad there was a starting point (laughs) to go back and reflect on. (laughs) Well, it sounds like that's where all your passion came from because you're like talking about it. So, um, genuine and so um you know it sounds like a lot of your positive memories are in that and that one year is that fair to fair to say i'm getting this really like yeah so much- uh it was it was very different jumping into something like that because i thought of it as going into a sport i had cheered at that point probably 10, 12 years competitively and in school. So I thought of it as just some other competition I was jumping into. And there's always a starting point. You always have to start by taking that first step. And I barely had any coaching. And that was the point that the USA for teens were still in swimsuits. So I still had to, you know, go and work out and I had to go and try to figure out how to interview correctly. And I had all these different coaches and all these different people helping me out. And like I said, you have to start somewhere. And I'm very glad I started where I did because so much growth came after that. And I wouldn't be where I am today without that awkward 13 year old with really bad hair and makeup getting on stage. (laughs) Well, I, uh, I love the, uh, Shrek movie. Um, um, description of how people are that people are, are an onion and we just have to pull we back layers layers yeah. so you know you just didn't get to your makeup layer yet you know and it takes some time um, <laughs> actually or, right after that competition or, i had formal makeup and hair training so right, exactly. it, it helped right or maybe maybe for a lady or a woman you're a flower you know and you just haven't fully opened up yet you know so uh, or bloomed, which is the proper word. Um, now you, I asked you if you did any athletics, so you mm-hmm. you, you kind of left you, you. So you said you didn't say anything, but then you said mm-hmm. in his last comment that you cheerleading for twelve years. Yeah. So um, totaled up to fourteen years, I cheered. So now I consider that a sport as well as pageantry. Yes. Do you feel that that 
is what really allowed you to excel at pageantry because of the redditor that you know put you in a, a routine that you're going to work out you're gonna you're gonna be in good shape you're gonna make sure that you you know how to hold your body um mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff or um does that play any role in your success right now i think it really helped with me just getting on stage the first time because i knew that it was a competition i knew that i wanted to win but i also knew that i had to train for it and I had to earn it. And when you cheer competitively, and even when you cheer in high school and you're on a competition team, you know that there's always the end goal of wanting to win, but you can't win unless you earn it. And that was the mindset I went in to the pageants at first was, okay, if I'm going to win, I need to earn it. And if I'm going to earn it, I need to work for it. And I still keep that mindset. But when it comes to actually competing in pageants now, it's more or less of kind of fulfilling these small goals I have for myself, not really getting on stage and competing. Do you do you have like a checklist in your head that there are things because when we started this interview, um, we had a sidebar chat and you, you mm-hmm. You were saying you basically achieved everything. Is that how you you're marking your success? That you you're checking off all the things. Is is that how you are? You just like you feel that you're pretty much fulfilled. I really think it's all about just finding joy and happiness in what I'm doing. It's not really a game of numbers. It's more or less okay. Am I happy with where I am in my life? That includes pageants, school, career, et cetera. But uh, do I find joy? Do I find happiness from the things that I'm doing? And if so, that that brings me fulfillment. So it's not really a checklist of, okay, I want to win this competition. I want to go to this national competition. It's more of, okay, I have found personal goals and then I've achieved those personal goals. And now I'm going on to different things in my life where I can use the successes through pageantry and kind of relay them into different things in my life. So you mentioned this really awesome thing that I've never heard anyone bring up, which I really appreciate because it's always interested in hearing about new things. Mm -hmm. Pageant um, camp was a pageant camp is what you called it or pageant boot camp or pageant. It's like, it's pageant weekend. Um, so pageant. Can you, yeah, can yeah. you describe this to our audience? Because this sounds like such a cool thing. Is it like camp, like for for Eagle Scouts? <laughs> like, is that what it is? Or like people that want to, they go to rock, uh, rock and roll camp and they get to play with their idols? Is that because that's basically what it is for you, right? As a as a when you're a young teen, you get to mingle. Oh, that's that's Miss Louisiana. You know, that's you know, like. Is, is that, would you be starstruck? Star, starstruck? Because, like, they're so much older than you at that point, right? Because I assume, yeah, I assume mm-hmm. you're what, 14, 15, right? Or um, is that too young? Or what, at that time? Yeah. Yeah. So the oldest actually is, it caps off at about 14 because that's the year that you start becoming eligible to be a teen contestant in some systems. But so you um, definitely could be starstruck. Or some of oh, oh, yeah. But um, I was lucky enough to have been competing already for a while. So I knew a lot of the contestants. And a lot of them are actually my friends. So I got to watch them have a few years of experience before I hopped on the train. But fantasy camp is for girls that are between like 8, 9, and all the way up to 13 and 14, just depending on where your birthday falls. And it's basically a mild version of the pageant weekend experience if you are a competitor. So you get to go on stage, you get to meet all of the judges, you get to spend the weekend with some of the outgoing state title holders, and you get to practice interview and really embrace what it's like to possibly one day be a state title holder. And it really did help me kind of get my foot in the door with the state director. And I've been with that system for 10 years now. And I really have seen 
that whoever your director is, if this is her initial idea or she just took it and ran with it, kudos to her because all that <laughs> seriously, you she got ten years out of you. So like, yes, she did. You know, and and um, I mean. Uh, and look how much look look how loyal you have been to that one mm-hmm. organization wow that's, that's yeah that sounds great like and then oh yeah and then you've built because you started so early people that you idolize are now probably your close friends a lot of the girls that i looked up to we we talk quite frequently especially now that pageant season is kind of in full swing, but also towards the end of pageant season. Um, it's, it's very interesting to say the least because we're kind of, because of COVID it's kind of all up in the air and it's, it's just interesting for us to be like, Oh, the end of the season is here, but yet everyone's going into nationals at the same time. So we now more than ever have been catching up because of COVID. Does that bother you or just weird that the schedule in your home state competitions are all different. I know Maryland used to be in November and now it's literally in the summer. Um, it doesn't really bother me. I would say it's just kind of catching us off guard a little bit because Louisiana USA, when I competed this past year, it normally is in like October, November, but it was in January because of COVID and all of the restrictions and, we had to kind of work around certain rules that the state put in place because of COVID. And it was, it was a cluster at times, but we, we made it work. Well, you're, you're being so polite. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, uh, do you, do you like, if you were going to come back and like, I mean, does January sound like a normal time to a pageant or, or would you rather had your pageant than in that that winter time frame because the rumor is that they're moving permanently USA to the summer I, or late September, I guess. I mean, that's what the rumor or they already announced it, so it's late September. So yeah. Um. So to me, it doesn't really matter if as long as I get a good enough heads notice. I don't really have a preference. Um, as long as I feel prepared, it doesn't really matter what season it is. Um, I've competed in pageants that were in the middle of the summer, some were in the middle of winter, and some were in the fall. And this past year, it's been a lot of springtime competitions. So I just, as long as I'm prepared for it, I don't have a preference. I guess that makes sense. Um, I'm sure the first year, this year, um, was a little off-putting because everything was you know, you're changing the entire schedule, but if you had a yeah. whole year to prepare, what's the difference? So yeah. I guess that's, it is fair. So, yeah. um, so let's go back to your timeline. So mm-hmm. you did, you did fantasy camp and then you did, uh, you went into teen competitions. So correct. Roll out. How was your experience now in that time frame? Well, you're eligible to teen. Were you only loyal to USA or did you also do other pageants outside of USA? I absolutely did pageants outside of USA. There's no reason to, in my eyes, get stuck on one system because each competition, like I said before, you learn something new. And I kind of made the habit of competing in one system, say USA, and then a few months later, I would go compete in just some small competition to warm myself up to get ready for the competition the next year. And I did that so I didn't get rusty. And I still did that as a Miss contestant. And I think me competing in all of the pageants that I did during COVID, I let me see, I think I competed in three or four different competitions between 2020 and 2021. So I really just, I needed those numbers and there were a lot of things going on. I had like extreme weight loss and for me, extreme weight loss. And I had a really bad car accident. So I, you had life, you had life issues. 
I did. Um, but I'm very grateful for those life issues to say the least, but. And maybe it's not appropriate for me to call them life issues. You just, you had life going on. So yeah, (laughs) life, the simplest way I can put it kind of sucker punched me in the face a little too hard at one point. (laughs) And it had gotten to the point where God was just telling me, all right, take a step back. You need to slow down. You're moving a little too fast for life to catch up with you right now. But going back. Um, but the way you react to it is very telling that you do really well under pressure because you're already reflecting on it positively. So no matter oh, what yeah. it was, um, it sounds like God can throw you a curveball. And even if it was even if it's really bad, it seems like you'll do really well with it, which is good because whatever your personality it looks like your personality deals really well with that so that's good for life issues you know and that that's a great thing especially with competing too because it's very stressful (laughs) very very stressful in the mind the body the soul um every form and fashion of competing is not easy and that's i guess why i gravitate to pageant so much is because it's the challenge of just competing in itself it's not something that normal people do. There's always that saying that you'll, you're more likely to have a girl, uh, I mean, a, a son compete in the NFL as Super, an athlete well, he rather than win the Super Miss Bowl. USA. Right. Yeah. You might win the Super Bowl before a girl wins Miss USA. So, yeah. Um, so I'm getting, I just wanted to get your philosophy. Are, mm-hmm. are you saying that? Basically, that you draw more um, knowledge out of doing a competition and preparing for it on stage and getting knowledge that way than just practicing over and over and over and being repetitive. And that's what's helped you to really, like, level up your skills is – is did I hear you right? Is that how? Yes. So yeah. you feel that when you're on stage is a better teaching, a better teaching uh, tool than just doing repetitive classes or, or practicing your speech. Yeah. So the biggest thing that I learned was you can practice numbers all day and all night, but until you actually get that experience on stage or in the interview room live in action with the judges, you're never going to learn what it feels like to actually have that adrenaline running through you or have those little hiccups in interview or kind of have those moments when you're on stage doing top five on stage question and your brain, your train of thought just completely goes off the rails and you end up going viral on YouTube. You know, (laughs) there are always those moments that you're not necessarily prepared for and you never will be, but you can practice and prepare for every other normal scenario out there. You just have to really, it's like muscle memory. You know, you can practice all day and all night, but until you get there, you won't actually know. And I've competed so many times in my lifetime that my body is just used to competing at this point. So I don't really get nervous anymore. And I've learned to handle the the stress of being on stage and the process of competing so much more now than I have ever. Well, I I mean, I already said earlier that, you know, that's, it's really impressive that you're in that zone. So, I mean, it's great. Um, I, uh, I do a couple of coaching with clients and mm-hmm. I think that the philosophy that you have is such a great philosophy. Um, if I can encourage my clients to do that more often, I would, because I think that repu- doing things over and over and over um, in a real format, in a real pageant is better than just doing being repetitive and doing it in a sitting room when there's no stress and like there's nothing on the line. So exactly now in in all reality, were you, were you taking those, those side pageants as just practice or would you 100% like those pageants, like, were you definitely wanting those titles or if it was like, it was like a positive, like I want, I, I got it. 
I'm happy that I want it, but I I would, you know, it's it's not yeah. any, like off the. There's nothing off my shoulder if I don't lose it. Was is that how you were taking it, or were you going in to compete and win all those ones that you were practicing on? I never have any expectation to win any pageant that I compete in because it is totally subjective and that that choice is not up to me. Um, you know, we always in a perfect world want the things that we fight for and we compete for, but I would go in thinking, all right, I've practiced enough for it. I know what it takes to be a title holder for X, Y, Z title. And if I win, great. If I don't, I got the practice for it, the next competition that I'm going to compete in. So I never really take the decision of winning or losing a certain way. I just think, okay, it's another day. If I don't win, you know, it's just a pageant. I can't make myself get upset over it. But that practice is absolutely necessary for the next thing coming. I just wanted to take one second from this great interview and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions. No matter if you're planning a wedding, a special event, or you just need an amazing headshot, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can go just go right to their website at mavpp.com. Now let's get right back to the show and listen to this great interview. So how was the teen um, competitions? Do you, did you do well at USA? Do you, do you have any standout moments that you want to point out that you are really proud of? In that experience, because teen is such a toss-up. Um, it is. I, so, I it's, when I even judge it, it's hard. I don't even. Sometimes I'm just looking for someone who's really excited to be there. So yeah. So when I first started, I told you I was a hot mess, and I was. And I look back at pictures, and I'm like, dear lord, why did why did why just why um but (laughs) the biggest takeaway of being a teen was that the competitiveness that was there each weekend that I competed in a big teen competition was something that really made me hone in on focusing on the end goal which was finding fulfillment with the package I would bring every year And I know that now that's what I focus on. Um, Being a teen contestant, I had different opportunities, like being in the top 15 and even in the top 10. And um, unfortunately, I never got to the top five, which is fine. But I knew at the time I didn't deserve it. I didn't earn it. And I look back at it now and I'm like, I know how I felt in the moment because I disappointed myself, but I also knew that I had so much room to grow and that comes with time, that comes with life experience, that comes with life practice, applying yourself to being an actual title holder. There are so many things involved in it that I just wasn't ready for and I'm very glad that I didn't win at that point in time. Well, I agree. If you if you knew... You should always trust yourself. It's, a, it's a anything. Mm-hmm. The person you, you're going to marry, the person you're going to date, you know, the job you're going to pick. If you have that gut feeling that it's not right for you, don't don't go with that. I mean, is that um, is that how you feel in life, or or um, it you should? I mean, you you should always trust yourself. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So everything that I do. I live by a motto that I kind of adopted over the past few years and it's find who you are and do it on purpose. It doesn't matter exactly what you do with your life. As long as you're doing it with purpose and with all of your effort, then you'll find joy and happiness out of that because you will be completely fulfilled with you earning whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. And I actually have that tattooed on my side as a reminder every single day, 
to find who I am and do it on purpose, make every decision worthwhile and really just go for it. Is it sometimes hard for you to find center? I wouldn't say it's hard, but everyone, no matter what they do with life, they get thrown off track just a little bit or they get a little distracted and that's just what comes with life. But I know that at the point in life that I'm in now, there have been many ups and downs, many rocky roads, but I earned where I am today and I'm very proud of who I am today. And that all comes from just putting my head down, focusing on the end goal and just exerting as much effort into each decision that I make in a positive way that I can. Well, competing in a teen competition, you said you made it to top 10, right? Correct. That's pretty impressive. So especially when you're saying that you didn't know how to do your makeup and you were a Tom, a tomboy. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I think you should say that for your really your first step into a really feminine and, and it is a beauty. It's still a beauty contest and it's, it one, it's 100% a one-on-one it is it's like baseball when it comes to being in the batter's box it's it's a 100 you're by yourself you know no one's gonna hold your hand and walk you down um the actual uh, aisle and make sure you don't fall so exactly so to me as a teen for you to get at least a top 10 that's that's a pretty you made it first the first cut and then you made it through the second cut so yeah um, Mm -hmm. So going into Ms., did you feel really mm-hmm. confident at that point that you felt like you have the skills to get to a state title? Or did you feel like you just didn't have it, you need to still put more things together? I knew going into Miss Louisiana USA and really any other competition competing as a Miss that the girls that were there, especially in Louisiana at the time, they had been there since they were fantasy campers 10, 15 years before me. And they went through four or five years of teen. They went through four or five, six, maybe even seven or eight years of miss. And they had earned their spot being in the top 15, top 10, top five, and the last one standing. Like these women were very competitive and very hard to just even compete with, not on a personal level, but just as standing next to someone, it was kind of intimidating that I had known they had been there all these years and they had just prepared for it the entire basically existence of me being in pageants. But I knew that I would be the new kid on the block and I knew that I had to prove myself not only to other people, but to myself. I had to prove that I deserved a spot among all of those women. And I did. The first year I ever competed in Miss, I got into the top 10 and I was competing against women that just blew my mind competing against them. They had been there, like I said, for years and years and years and it was crazy for me to even be in the same area as them I felt that they were just already queens and title holders alone so I was just mind blown that they picked me to be a part of the 15 and 10 that got to go on for finals so that even more validates that you're on the right path oh yeah um are you willing to to publicly say that Louisiana is a very highly competitive state then? Because that's the way that you're you're describing it. Is oh, it, it is. is. Okay. Would you say think, would you say it's top top five most competitive? Because I when I think of pet competitive states is like South Carolina, California. Um, Am I am I in the ballpark? Am I totally off by when I say that? Just because of I would say Louisiana is top ten. Okay, being general, but when it comes to each title holder specifically, it depends on the girl, okay. because we've had girls go off and win Miss Louisiana USA, then go win Miss USA and get top five, top two, even win Miss Universe. So. And even Miss Teen USA, we've had girls go and win that. It just honestly depends on the girl because 
it's just like the saying, different judges, different year, different outcome. Well, different girl, different year, different outcome. It really depends on that girl that's title holder that year and that really shows and proves to the world that she deserves it. Like I said, if you don't earn it or if you don't work to earn it, then you shouldn't be up there. And it really just depends on the girl. No, I'm with you on that philosophy mm-hmm. completely. Um, I'm I'm really honing in. I'm thinking it has to do with this fantasy camp. Am I wrong, or is it, that, <laughs> or or is it, or is it just because this is what women do in the South? They do pageants because is that another thing that it, that you're encouraged I mean, to do a women? You know, men have baseball, men have football. You know women have pageants as their sport. So I, I don't not think fair? so. Or, or no. Um, pageants are actually kind of in the background when it comes to Louisiana, no matter how many festival pageants there are. I mean, it's great that we have title holders in Louisiana, but they're not as big as in New York or California or Florida or on the East coast in the Carolinas. Uh, they're, they're not as big as they used to be. And, um, I, I would say that Louisiana is more known as the sportsman's paradise, not really known for anything other than sports, food, and culture. So, uh, it's, it's not, I mean, pageants are big to me because it's been a part of my life for so long, but when it comes to other people, they have no idea that I'm a title holder and they're like, Oh, what does that mean? Is that like Miss America or Miss USA or Miss universe? Like they know the big ones, but they're like Miss collegiate America. What's that? So I have to sit down and chat with them a little bit about who I am and what, what I represent and things like that. So it's kind of refreshing that people don't know much about pageants anymore, but also it kind of, is a little bittersweet because, you know, we've been doing this all of our lives and now not many people know about it. So it's kind of, it's kind of back and forth. It sounds like there's some positive, but then there's some things like you would, it sounds like you would love for people to know more about you too. So there seems like it's a a little bit of ganging on both sides. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So fill us in on your, on your path to collegiate. So, how how's the experience uh, competing in in the Ms. Um, competitions? Like, um, you have you had a lot of success? Have you have you felt that you finally have found your center um, competing? I, yeah. So competing in Miss was very different for me. Like I said, I competed in teen three times before I aged out into Miss and I knew that I had very big shoes to fill and very high expectations going into it. So leading up to collegiate, I knew that I really had to focus on who I am, what I stood for and really just find who I was and, and really just focus on not changing who I was for anybody else. And not many people know this, but when you compete in pageants, there are many different people involved in your journey to competing, but they don't know is that they all pull you in completely different directions. So when I was growing up, I had coaches that were like wardrobe coaches and interview coaches and walking coaches, even coaches that helped me sit and stand and basically etiquette coaches and Um, I even had someone work with me on eye contact because that was something that I really lacked in when I was younger. And I, I learned that everyone has an opinion, but not everyone's opinion about you is right. So going into collegiate, I was like, you know what? So proud of you. I'm so proud of you because sometimes I don't think anyone has the confidence to say that. And so I'm so thankful that you have the confidence to say that. And I'm so I feel so proud of you that you're so confident to tell other people. That. Oh. So I appreciate well, thank you. You should tell that people that because you should. The biggest thing that the biggest thing I tell people is what you see is what you get. And normally you'll see me in a t-shirt and shorts or workout attire because that's just what I am and who I am on a day-to-day basis. But I also know when it's appropriate to put the crown and the sash on and be a little bit more professional and like there, it's like Hannah Montana, you get the best of both worlds, but 
I'm that same person, whether I'm in a crown or a sash or not. And that's one of the biggest things I really wanted to focus on was being the same person, regardless of what part of my life you saw me in. Like right now, I'm sitting on my bathroom floor in a t-shirt and shorts. I've got my Crocs on. I have no makeup on. My hair is a mess. And I am just enjoying my life. But that's the same person you're going to get in the interview room. You're going to get relaxed me, fun me. You know, it, it never changes because there's no reason to change who you are just for a pageant. And that's what I really wanted to focus on. I mean, I don't have any. I think that mindset is what I think any judge should really look for, you know, because you're not being, you're being or your authentic you. So. Exactly. And, and I've heard that so many times throughout the years of me competing, like authenticity is what we're looking for and, and this and that. But in reality, a lot of what they want is just a polished girl. And I am not someone who's always polished. Like I told you at the beginning of the podcast, I am someone who grew up playing in the dirt and working on cars and going hunting and going fishing. I'm very unrefined, but also very refined at the same time. I wouldn't say I'm a diamond in the rough, but maybe like a rose quartz in the rough because I've got a little substance to me and I know who I am and I know my worth and I'm not going to let someone pull me a certain direction just because I'm competing in a pageant. So uh, I really wanted to bring that with me to nationals and really focus on letting people know that you don't have to change just because of something that you're doing. Well, if this was an interview and I'm basing it on your tone of voice and your, Mm -hmm. your, your structure of how you um, put things together, you know, I would say that you're doing really well. So like, Oh, well, thank you. (laughs) Like there's because some people like their tone and their structure and how they pause. Um, So like, you know, I mean, as long as, as long as you don't forget what to say, I don't see why you wouldn't do well in your interview. So like, it seems like, you know, going in what you want to say, mm-hmm. um, you probably have a genuine idea of what they're going to ask. Um, and so like you're saying, you, you know, you're prepared. It is what it is, right? Exactly. And that's all I can be is prepared. I don't know what any of the other girls are doing in terms of preparation. So I really have to just focus on myself and I guess in a way be a little selfish with my, my competition prep because, you know, I'm really only competing against myself. All these other girls aren't preparing the way that I am. And I can't really hold that over my head because you know, it's just me in the interview room. It's not going to be anyone else with the judges. So I really just have to bring my best and that's all I can do. I just wanted to take one extra second and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Production. No matter if you're planning a wedding and you need a wedding videographer, you're doing a music video or you're doing commercial, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443 443- Four two two three eight three zero. Again, that's four four three four two two three eight three zero. Or you can go right to their website at mavpp.com. Now let's get right back to this great interview. So, Chloe, we already really started talking about Miss Collegiate, um, and or have you announced to the world? your your thoughts on what you're moving forward with or is that still what did when we when you when you said i think that was off off um off the the podcast but have you made that announcement publicly not yet so i guess this will be the first public announcement i can cut this if you'd like so i just oh no 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 we can include it um a lot of my close family and friends know but after nationals i will actually be retiring And it's just something I personally chose to do because fun fact, I don't know if you know this, but I will be joining the Marine Corps as an officer. Oh my God. Well, thank you so much for (laughs) serving our country. Oh, Um, no problem. I I wouldn't say thank you just yet because I'm not quite a Marine, but um, being 
Give, being, give yourself credit. You know? Being in the military, it will cause me to be traveling a lot and I will be very inconsistent. So I don't want to commit myself to competing anymore if I'm not going to be able to fully invest myself like I am now. And um Well let's say it's, it's let's just say it's different. Let's say it's fair to say that you that if you don't win nationals, that you're retiring from the Ms. category, but I'm sure that um, when you get married, you'll do an MRS pageant. Because I don't know. I don't really? know about that one. No? <laughs> I don't that think so. That doesn't float um, your boat at all? I don't think so. Um, to me, being married is a very sensitive but in a positive way sensitivity um type of conversation or just topic because um a lot of my family they've been married and then divorced and i really want to focus my energy and my time and my mind body soul into being married and into my career and i really don't want anything pulling me or distracting me away from really living my life to its fullest outside of pageants. I feel like I've hit every base, every stone has been turned after nationals. And it, it really just makes me want to pursue my career even more because, you know, I make the choices in my life for myself. I'm not trying to make them for anybody else or to please anybody else. And being able to say, all right, I'm hanging my heels up putting the dresses back in the closet and I'm really going to just live my life for me because honestly, Paul, I've not left the country. I've never traveled the country really. Um, I've always wanted to go to Europe and really go where my ancestors are from. So after pageantry is over with, after I graduate from college, I will be traveling a lot and I will be spending time with my fan, my friends and my family and, um, and just trying to live it up before I get tied down with the military. Now, did I hear it right? Your nationality is Italian? Um, part of me is Italian. So do, um, do you want to go so to Italy then? I do want to go to Italy. So part of my family is Sicilian, but oh, also okay. the main part of my family is Eastern European. So um, there's a lot of Greece, uh, Greece backgrounds, Irish, French, um a lot of other mixtures of the white cultures in Europe, but um, I am a mutt, I like to say. I even have Native American in me, but if you look at me um, in my natural skin tone, you can tell that my family is from Eastern Europe. So I try to really have my sails set for I mean, traveling Europe to me, after. To me, I'm Italian. I, I'm only a quarter Italian, um, but... Um, I thought your 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 facial features look Italian to me. So um. yeah, so there's a lot of um, you you can tell that my family is very Greek and very Italian just because of the way my face is structured and even like my hair color and my eye color. It's very very Greek and Italian. So um, unfortunately, I did not get the beautiful tan skin tone. But I didn't um, either. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm pale as a ghost too. So. Uh, I'm looking at a pair of my all white sneakers right now, and we're 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 cousins at this point. That's what <laughs> I'm, a, I'm so pale. That's what a good that's what a good foundation and and um and uh, skin um the um the spray on tan works. So there's nothing. Oh wrong. yes, I, I'm a good canvas for a nice spray tan. So, well, I mean. For for anyone that is looking up to you or wants to be in a pageant, do you have any mm-hmm. advice for them or um, anything that is really important that they should stay away from or, or, or should be aware of that's just good advice? Yes. Biggest thing that I can tell someone who wants to compete is do it for yourself. Do not do it for your mom, your aunt, your coaches that you might be working with. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. There are girls that would much rather be in your place and that are working their tails off to be there. So this is actually a revelation I had to kind of put myself through and come to terms with when I was a teen competitor because I had kind of lost my passion for it halfway through me competing as a teen and 
I really had to reflect on why I wanted to be there. What is my purpose? What would I do as a title holder, et cetera? So if you don't want to be there, don't be there. Put your time, your effort into something else. But if you want to be there, you need to earn it because if you don't earn it, then you're giving girls the uh, like more opportunity to, or less of an opportunity to win. And another big thing, another big piece of advice is this is your life. Make the decisions that you want as a title holder, because that could lead to you growing in your career, growing in your education and to all the girls out there, literally find who you are, do it on purpose. Don't let anyone sway your mind or push you in a direction that you don't feel is best for yourself. I mean, I think those are all really important things. And uh, I can't, I don't, I think everyone should agree with those and, and really do that. Are you one of those people that takes the mindset of taking control of your t- your reign and, and, um, and going, like if you need a photographer, do you just go get, get that person to work with them? Or if you need a, a makeup artist, do you just go get them? Or are you, <laughs> is that the mindset that you are proactive at? Um, actually my mindset is very self-sufficient. I do my own hair and makeup for all of my events, all my competitions, and even some of my photo shoots, uh, because I know my face, I know my body, I know what I like, and I'd rather not spend that money and not waste someone else's time on something that I wouldn't want to show to the world. And when it comes to me being a title holder, I'm very proactive, but I'm very realistic because pageants don't pay the bills and I'm not going to overload myself with appearances and community service that steers away from me not being able to pay my electricity bill or not being able to pay my car note. So I am a very self-sufficient title holder, but very, very real when it comes to real life things. I mean, I think that's just a, you're, you're balancing everything. Exactly. So do you feel that you do that better than most people as well? I don't know other people's situations, so I wouldn't be able to say if I do or I don't, but I know that I have pretty good handle on the reins of my life. So if we're talking about that, I guess so, but I'm living life minute by minute and day by day, and that's all I can do. Well, um, I'm going to end this uh, lovely podcast by saying thank you so much for signing up and, uh, wanting to be part of the hardest part of the, uh, the armed surf services. And oh, I, know well, thank you. I know you're going to be a great Marine. Um, I appreciate and, that. Uh, I really appreciate you picking the hardest one because uh, <laughs> sometimes I don't know. I'm sure you've heard the saying that, you know, steel is only sharpened by another steel object. So, mm-hmm. so um, we, we, Clearly, all of your colleagues know that you're a steel blade in the pageant world. So now you have to go off and get sharpened in the military world. So, you know. Oh, yeah. It'll it'll be fun. I I, I appreciate it. No. Um, You know, living in uh, Maryland, we have the Naval Academy. So we're very used to having uh, all the Naval graduates. So uh, very proud of 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 all the service you guys give to us. So really appreciate it. And uh, did you sign up for four years or did you sign up for six? Um, I actually haven't signed a contract yet, but my goal is to, my tentative ship out date is next June. So in a year from now, and I did that on purpose. If I win nationals, I'll have a full year of rain. And my goal is to, if I win nationals, go off and spend that year preparing still for the military. But um, hopefully I'll be able to do my first six years here in the States possibly and then go and do six more years overseas. So we'll see. Well, the nice thing uh, in that position, you know, you, you probably will get placed locally and then you might also get placed in Europe. So it sounds like it would be a – uh, fun life expect and you're under 25 right correct i will be 23 in august so 
you know, you do six years, you'll still be under 30. So, Mm -hmm. so are you thinking I, do you want to do a full 30 years or do you, would you do just one or two terms? I would only probably do two terms, two full six year terms, because uh, I, I know that I want to make a career out of it, but I know by the time I finish my two contracts that I will be set up for life. But after that, once I retire from the military, I want to go and do contract work overseas and kind of do kind of some of the things that you see in the movies and Mm -hmm. do some things that I probably wouldn't be able to talk about (laughs) to civilians. So, right. um, have, having that CFI, kind of CIA, you know, under you yeah, know, right, exactly. working, working with one of the alphabet agencies. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, but my goal is NSA, to just, you know, yeah, live in with a spontaneous lifestyle after that. Not really impulsive, but just something that keeps me on my toes and keeps me excited to go to work. So does that excite you to maybe be like a female James Bond then? Yes, that's actually the goal. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Um, it's so, to, so you like that? To be an, you would yeah. like to? Okay. So yeah, my goal is to um, probably work with one of the the alphabet agencies and be an agent or a special agent and and go do things that no one really hears about on the news or behind closed doors. So uh, it it would be fun, but I'm not saying we get to hear about life will 50, take me. We get to hear about it 50 years afterwards. So exactly, exactly. When I'm retired on an <laughs> Island somewhere in the middle of nowhere, you'll then probably hear about it. <laughs> well, we appreciate you keeping us safe and uh, I wish you only the best. And we Thank know you. that uh, we're rooting for you. Okay. And, Thank you so much. Um, we really hope that you do well on your competition. I appreciate it. Thank you. Chloe, thank you so much for coming on the show. I am so blessed to have the opportunity to have you on my show and talk about your incredible experience and your entire journey. It's very rare to have someone that I talk to and they've completely have decided to retire officially, even to a point that they're not even going to do pageants while they're married. So um, congratulations on your retirement. Um, I know it sound, you sound completely content with your decision and very happy. And um, I, I wish you only the best. I know that everyone is rooting for you and Everyone here at the Total Focus Podcast thanks you so much for being a guest on our show and giving us a background on your experience as well as just thank you for being such an incredible person and we wish you only the best. And like we mentioned during the interview, we really do appreciate you uh, protecting and serving our lovely country. And without great patriots like yourself, um, this country would not be safe. So we really do appreciate your time and effort and life that you're donating to our country for the time being. And um, there's not much more but to say thank you. I always want to thank my lovely subscribers. Thank you for your comments, likes, and subscribing. As always, I always mention that we have my second show here called The Movie Breakdown with my co-host, Ivan Carlos, where we talk about movies and just have fun time talking about movies. And if you love movies, please stay tuned on this channel for um, The Movie Breakdown. Otherwise, stay tuned to all of our incredible upcoming Total Focus podcasts. And as always, please stay tuned.